pickle soup. Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom and other oracular tidbits with your hosts, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies. Two saucy sisters broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. Be sure to visit our website at oraclesoup.org to listen to our podcast archive. You can also visit us on Facebook and like our Oracle Soup page, where you can share your wisdom and request for Oracle Soup topics. Soup is hot now, and it's ready to be served. All right, you have been listening to Oracle Soup, hopefully for years now. (laughs) And you probably know that Ms. Katrina Wynn, moi, lives on the beautiful Oregon coast here in the United States. But what you may not know is my co-hostess, the beautiful Gina Thies, actually doesn't live in Texas anymore. I'm going to change that intro, don't I, Gina? Yeah, so um, I am an East Coaster now and live in Pennsylvania. And so I never say the town I am because I don't know how to pronounce it. Because in the South, we say one thing, but out here, they say another thing. So um, (laughs) it's very funny. So yes, I get asked many, many, many times, like, how in the world? What are you doing in Pennsylvania? So um, I was like, "To, to be with my heart's desire. How about that? Um, and so <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, here's the thing, and um, I have so many wonderful tarot people all over, right? That I tell people all the time I travel, and every time I travel, I'm traveling to see people that I've known over the years. I even living in Texas, I had to travel to go home uh, to my home uh, state of Louisiana to New Orleans, and so I'm always traveling, and so. It doesn't matter because number one, I work all the time. (laughs) So then it's like, I've always, to go anywhere significant, I I have to get on a drive or or, or get on a plane. You know, when I was in high school, I was supposed to move to New York. So I ended up close enough anyway. So um, my mother didn't want me to move to New York. She was like, that's too far away from New Orleans. She's like, and it's like, so Houston was so much closer. So I ended up in, in Houston. But yes, here I am, and there you are. We're literally on opposite coast. Are we span the continent? And that <laughs> means we get to represent, maybe, you know, I'll have the West Coast flavor, and you can bring in the East Coast flavor. I don't even know what the East Coast flavor is supposed to be, but, uh, you know, hey. I'll, I'll just say it's back. older. It's older. <laughs> <laughs> this is old country. The old sure. country as far as the United States is concerned. Hey, so, you know, uh, speaking of old and established, we have a really interesting guest for you today on our Oracle Soup Kitchen Table Conversation. And I think it's gonna be of interest for those of you who are very creative, those of you who wanna get maybe your decks and your books out into the world. And as always, we like to bring value to you. We wanna bring you people who are in the know, in the biz, who can help you step up to whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, whatever that dream is. We have Christopher McClure of Red Feather Publishing, which is an imprint 
of Schiffer Publishing. And Schiffer is a longstanding family operated publisher that has, um, I don't think people really know the extent to which Schiffer has published. They have all these different imprints. They're very well known. Um, not only the mind, body, spirit is relatively um, new in terms of the metaphysical world. They've always had metaphysical topics, uh, but they're known for uh, a lot of books, hobby. They have a military imprint. They have a kid's imprint. You know, so they've been in the game for a long time. In terms of traditional publishers, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I have to look into this. I think they're probably one of the uh, long-standing family-owned traditional uh, publishers that's still in the game. So uh, Chris uh, is joining us for this kitchen table conversation to discuss traditional publishing versus self-publishing and give us some really cool ideas and information about a day in the life. And basically, if you want some information around whether you should or shouldn't go with a publisher to put your work out. I mean, right now, there's so many different uh, venues and um, platforms to be able to get information out. Um, and whether or not, I know I've always, uh, you know, struggled with, should I do something? Uh, I actually was in print, graphic, and publishing for a long time myself in my, one of my former lives. And so um, getting into, uh, to, to getting your work published, you know, it's whether you do it on your own self-publishing or use a publisher, it's, it's a number one question, like which direction would I take it? So I think we have some really cool information coming at this uh, conversation. I just love being at the kitchen table with you here, Gina, because, you know, we have some really, really interesting conversations, and I know that some of these topics really deeply benefit some of our listeners, and this is our way of just showing that we care and that we want to see them be as creative as they can be and just to bring out the best, right? Oh, absolutely. We appreciate all of our listeners. And we welcome suggestions on topics, um, anything that you may have that's a burning question, send it to us. Maybe we can create a topic around it. But in the meantime, we have had so much to talk about. Um, it, this is how this whole Oracle Soup thing has gotten um, off the ground because we ourselves love to talk shop and to, to point out things that we've noticed we think it would be interesting to other listeners. And so, you know, that's that's what it's all about. One of the things that um, I think it's important to talk about, and I'm really excited to have this particular person joining us at the kitchen table, is about publishing, right? The publishing industry for all things intuitive arts has just I don't know, it's like a bomb went off somewhere over the last few years. And so um, I know when we are in attendance at conferences and things, like I think everybody that attends a conference um, has some sort of idea that they want to present um, and probably in published form. So we have Christopher McClure here from Red Feather uh, Books that uh, is joining us at the kitchen table and we are enjoying some what, Christopher? Uh, yes, there's a, a strong Pennsylvania 
a German tradition, and uh, my family's uh, part of that. Um, so we have a traditional dish that we uh, share. My mother's family is actually Bavarian, and uh, what is called, they're called knadels. So essentially they're kind of dumpling, and they're highly sought after at all of our uh, big meals. You know, the, of course the, uh, the New Year's meal where we have pork and sauerkraut has to have knadels with that as well. So it's kind of a thing that we always uh, share, and we enjoy sharing it together. So that's probably one of our favorite dishes. Oompa! <laughs> yes. We don't say that normally when we're eating them, but you know, we're, we're feeling it. We're, we're feeling it. Oomph. We're feeling it. Oomph. 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 That's, that's, the, that's the sound after. Right. You've had probably like three canadals to kind of sit in your stomach and just stay there. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely delicious. Yes. So Chris you is... You know what else needs to stick in there? Publishing. Mm. Like a book that sits in there, <laughs> and, and right. people like yeah. like that book or that deck, <laughs> mm -hmm. and you well, know, and they want to share a it. A good and... deck is like a canadal; it just sticks with you, and or stays a good with book. you, or a good book. Definitely, so, yeah. Chris, tell us what you do for Red Feather. Uh, for Red Feather Mind Body Spirit, I'm the director of the imprint, so I do a number of things. Um, I oversee the marketing and sales. I am also the acquisitions editor, so I'm always looking for new ideas and to go in different directions and to see what's out there and to try and keep my finger on the pulse of what's new in the metaphysical industry. I know you, Chris, you meet all sorts of people, you get their information, they <clears throat> wanna pitch things to you. Mm -hmm. So in terms of getting published, you listeners out there may have something that you're thinking, I wanna get published. You know, that's the first thought, like I wanna write a book. I want to create a deck. I want to do an oracle deck, a tarot deck. I want to do something different out there. So in terms of uh, looking at something that's going to be published, when you think about that, I know Katrina and I have done that road in terms of self-published things and we've gone traditional publishing route. Uh, there's a lot involved, people may or may not know. And so it's all it comes from idea to product. So when you think about when people pitch things to you, what, what have you seen? What do you think works? What do you look for as a traditional publisher? And I would even say the approach. Mm -hmm. How, what, as a publisher, I, I know you can't speak for all publishers, but I would be kind of curious about that. It's like, what kind of um, approach do you like people to send emails? Do you like them to meet you in person? You know, it's like, how do they make that connection in the first place? Do you like things in a particular form? Is it a proposal form? You know, I, I mean, you know, when there's so much, yeah, there's, there's so just, many ways so to much. go about so this. We're gonna let him really take. Is. We're gonna let him take the canadal here. I'll take the I'll take the canadal and and run with it as far as I can go. Um, so essentially, as you both know, there, there are so many wonderful people with great ideas and uh, self-publishing is very uh, popular these days for, for books and for decks. And so what we've developed is a system that's, um, we really want someone to understand what their product market fit is. So who is the market? Um, who are they creating it for? Uh, so what um, are they looking to, how are they looking to connect with um, <clears throat> their readers who will be using uh, whatever they're creating, whether it's a book or, or a deck or a product, even we're moving into products as well. So um, it's really important for them to have a firm grasp of you know, what their product is. And so that includes um, writing samples, that includes images uh, for decks. Because we'll have a lot of people, have a lot of people come up to me and say, hey, I have this great idea. And ideas are amazing and it's wonderful to meet you know, so many amazing people with great ideas. But to actually then to follow through and have those, you know, in uh, those uh, physical forms, in, in emails or physical form, 
to be able to see and to really judge because there's great, great work out there. And to be able to differentiate, differentiate yourself um, in the market is, is very, very important. One of the things I learned in terms of when I did, uh, was chasing after my first uh, proposal for a book is to look at um, how publishers want you to have everything. They want you to know who you're going up against. Why is your, your particular um, book or deck is better and or worse and who's your target audience? Like, you have to have a plan for it. Um, I've always uh, known, and in, in terms of my own education, known that publishers are actually, um, they'll, they, they are up making the, the cost of getting your stuff out there, but you are absolutely responsible for being the best salesperson for your stuff. Is that the case, you think? That's definitely right. There's no better advocate for, your, for um, a creator's work than the creator themselves. So when we go in, when we uh, publish a product, we go all in on that product. You know, we have an editorial staff, we have a, we have a design staff to help to bring to fruition uh, the, uh, the dream, the, what that creator wants in their product too. So we get fully behind it. So, and we do the distribution, all those aspects that are very difficult, you know, when you're doing something so, such as self-publishing. But then, once the product is out, we can do um, as much as we can, but to have a creator who's out there and promoting their own work is really invaluable. And so, when you try to weigh the options of whether you're going to go with a uh, traditional publisher versus self-publishing, these are things to consider. There is time and energy all around, right? And so, Katrina, you've known from self-publishing right. what that takes. Exactly, because, I mean, just like a lot of artists, you know, it's using both sides of your brain. There's the one side that's the creative and brings the dream to life and the creativity, the yes. art, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And then there's how do I interface with the public in such a way that they can find me? How can I put it into a format that's going to be appealing? I mean, in my case, I designed my own cover. I did all the, the graphic design, kind of like the desktop publishing stuff, where you format it. I had to think about what form is going to be in a book, or et cetera. And then turning it into a Kindle, that was a whole other thing, an ebook. So and you have to think about, can I put these graphics in? Can they be in color? But one of the advantages, that this is why some people prefer self-publishing, is because, I'm going to name a couple of things. One is absolute creative license but also responsibility. So one of the biggest complaints I would find is sometimes a person who's self-published doesn't do the editing they need to do. I know in my case, I took it to two editors. One was for content, and the other was for grammar. Mm -hmm. You know, because mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't see myself oh, as being yeah, all that's that a, that's great. A really, that's really, mm -hmm. really important in terms of what you get you're doing a lot of the work on your own. You may you may hire someone to do some work, but then in a publisher, mm -hmm. they have people on staff that will do those sorts of exactly. things. Is that, is that right? You... That is correct. And we have a uh, our process is actually very thorough. We have a number of uh, proofing um, different uh, levels we have to go through, uh, going back and forth with the creators to make sure that okay, we it, it, we probably go through it at least six or seven times. You know, very very thoroughly to make sure everything for content, for grammar, for all those things, for um, even the, you know, the images, the, the images, everything is, is spot on. And so, you know, that's why we have that staff to do that. 
What happens when a creator or an author decides that what you're presenting isn't the thing that they want? Could you say that another way? I'm not sure if so, I grasped that. So what I'm thinking is he's saying that they have you know, people that do all this work to make your product an absolute sellable, workable thing. But sometimes in <clears> terms <throat> of, and I guess what I'm getting at is from your perspective, you have a lot more control. When you turn it over to a publisher, yes. When you turn it over to a publisher, how much of that control do you maintain? Ooh, I would love to hear about that. That's a good point, really. Um, There are certain things that we have to have to control for uh, for cost, Uh, for simple things like you know, for for say if it's a a deck like cardstock or gilding or things of that nature. Um, it goes into how large the print run is or things like that. So we would love to do every single thing that a creator would like to do, but sometimes it's just not feasible um, given you know what we can, what's, uh, what we, because we don't want to price uh, something that's going to be out of the market. We want to have the broadest audience possible. Right. Here's what I'd like to do because we have three different experiences here in terms of getting something out to the public, in terms of publishing. So if you guys, and I'm posing this for myself too, if you had a word or sentence, a word of advice for those that say uh, that would dream of getting their stuff published in some format, whether it be self-publishing or through a traditional publisher, what would that be? My sentence would be really to uh, know what your motivation is know who your audience is, um, and do your due diligence to create something that's going to hit your audience. Because something's going to be better than, than something that comes from a deep place of passion, really. And, and, and goes through every phase of it. Because you, if you're working with a traditional publisher, that passion is going to roll over into every aspect, too. And then when it comes to the marketing, sales, it's going to really roll into that as well. So that, I think it's really super key. And in my case, I would say, Unless you understand every level, meaning all the technical stuff, whether you're using a computer or some other device, to where you know how to format things and you know what's going to be publishable and what's going to look like and that it's going to be, you know, easy to the reader or to the deck user. You know, there's a lot of wonderful resources that tell you where to get those decks printed or printing the decks on demand. I mean, excuse me, the books printing the books on demand or whatever. I know in my case, one of the things I truly enjoy is I print my own books, I have them printed, which means when people order a book from me, I get to have a personal relationship with the person that that book is going to. Mm. Every book I've ever sold, I sign. You know, and that's all about developing your business. We're always looking for things that are going to be what we call evergreen titles. Things that will have you know um, a longevity to them, and that's really what we're looking for. We're looking for something that's going to connect with an audience um, for the long term, to really hit the market well, uh, to be uh, tools that uh, people can use you know in their lives to change their lives. That's really uh, one of our mantras, you know, to let your spirit take flight. So to really uh, to, to to build those relationships and, and help people to grow. And maybe that's where the name Red Feather came from. (laughs) (laughs) There's a red feather in the fool's cap, right? That's right. Ah. There are many meanings to the red feather. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been so great. We are stuffed here. Uh, Lots of information to think about. We will have links to uh, reach out and look at. Of course, there's always how to contact myself and my gal pal Katrina here, and we will add some links 
to Red Feather as well. Okay. Sounds good. Wonderful. Thank All you, right. ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with us on Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and podcast suggestions on our Facebook page, also called Oracle Soup. And be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.org, for hot new servings of our saucy talks. You can also subscribe to the Feed Burner or listen to our pantry of Oracle Soup archived recordings, along with articles and links to more resources. And be sure to visit our personal websites to receive more information about us and the things that we offer individually. For Katrina, visit tarotcounseling.org. And counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. Org, like in Oregon, O-R-G. And for Gina, visit tarotadvisor.com. An advisor is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This content and the content of these podcasts are intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. This content is intended, but not promised or guaranteed, to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.